authenticity piece is a key connector to how we can reach millennials. This is podcast about learning ministry and I am Tony Mackel. And today I have a guest. What's your name? My name is Stephanie Anderson. And today we are speaking about millennials and how they relate to church and how we could reach them and what do they want about church. But at first, tell us or tell me a bit about yourself. Sure. Well, um, I am a second year student here at Candler School of Theology, uh, Emory University, and I am very interested in systematic theology and just the study of how theology uh, can be incorporated into our daily lives outside of what we learn in church, but just kind of taking more of an in-depth approach to the study of scripture and how we can apply it to our lives. Yeah, so like your main reason for studying theology is for your personal life, you could say. My personal life and because I'm a preacher, mm-hmm. so I would like to make sure that I'm well informed yeah. <laughs> when I am uh, out there preaching the gospel message. So my personal life and for the other people that I minister to. Okay, that's awesome. We had a presentation about millennials on our class that we kept. And to be honest, I think we could have done better with it, mm-hmm. especially with the video clips. But I think in general it was okay. <laughs> I heard other otherwise. <laughs> yeah, well... It's, yeah, the clips could have been better. I agree. But what do you think would be the key things to relate with millennials? As we are millennials ourselves, but what would you Mm -hmm. say? I think the key, um, and one of these things came up in our research through our project, but I really find that the authenticity piece is a key connector um, to how we can reach millennials. And I say that because everyone likes to be able to glean from someone who's transparent and willing to share their story. And I think once you're able to share your own story and be transparent, vulnerable, and authentic, it disarms people from feeling like they have to have a guard up or like they can't trust you. But now it creates this space of trust where you can now open your ears to hear and listen to the authority um, on what they have to say. So I think taking uh, the approach of authenticity will really help us reach the millennials. That, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's true. The authority, yeah, to me it seems that millennials are kind of resisting to authority that comes from upwards or from like the bossy type of authority. Mm-hmm. They kind of have the need to find themselves mm-hmm. and find the find the things by themselves. Uh, Do you have any idea how you could use that in practice? How you could practice the authenticity Mm -hmm. piece? 
Um, I think again, like I, like I mentioned prior, uh, just recently, um, being able to share your story, not having anything to hide, also addressing the fact that sometimes authority has been abused. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why millennials have kind of turned away from it because I believe historically many people have been kept quiet, whether it's, uh, women that were suffering from oppression um, in a patriarchal society, whether it was blacks who were suffering from oppression in a white supremacy society. um, I think that authority has been abused. So I think if we acknowledge that authority has been abused and then reconcile that with an authority that shows, hey, or an authenticity that shows, hey, I don't have anything that I'm trying to hide from you. I'm not going to abuse you. I'm not going to hurt you. Even though I have authority, here's my authenticity. Here's my vulnerability and transparency so you can trust me and lean in and we can advance the kingdom together. Yeah. So basically that to me, that sounds like it has a lot to do with us as Christians and our discipleship. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of demands us living an authentic Christian life. Absolutely. To be able to do that. So one way could be like like deep discipleship. Yes. Discipleship to do that. Absolutely. Do you have any other perspectives? Uh, no, I think the uh, the discipleship piece, mm-hmm. but I guess I will say also just letting our letting uh, allowing ourselves to be discipled by Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, before we try to disciple outward, making sure that we are inwardly discipled through a relationship with God, uh, a devotional time, a personal devotional time, a prayer life, so that when we get ready to disciple, when we get ready to reach out to other people and have those connected relationships, we aren't having those relationships from a place of hurt, from a place of pain. There's a saying that says, hurt people hurt people. So when we seek you know, the, the healing and when we seek the reconciliation through our personal relationship with Christ, we become better disciples and disciplers of others. Yeah, it's funny. Sometimes I've noticed that things where we are personally hurt, mm-hmm. it kind it often translates to some kind of like hardness. Mm, yes. Like some kind of I'm it's hard to describe but somehow of like stiff way yes. of engaging those subjects. Right. It kind of paralyzes right. us That's a good on word. that from that part of the topic which we are hurt. Right. So kind of like personal healing and discipleship would be those things that are very important. Yes, I agree. It's kind of funny that when we are thinking how to reach millennials the answer is just to live a christian life (laughs) (laughs) i know right (laughs) simple but true (laughs) yeah so the first one would be the authenticity Mm -hmm. do you think is there any some other like big pieces that could be I think the discipleship, the authenticity and the discipleship and the personal relationship with Christ for ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think those three pieces could really change the dynamic in our relationship and reaching them. Yeah. What do you think about technology? 
What does that have to do with millennials? Oh, absolutely. We are, you know, in we are birthed in this information and inter- internet age um, where we have access to, you know, so many resources uh, in a quick way. We don't have to read the encyclopedia, go to the library, check out a yeah. book to get research. We just pull it up on our phones. And so because of what we have uh, grown accustomed to as millennials, it's obviously going to be important that we can identify with that when we go to our churches, when we go to our leaders, and um, when we are a part of these community organizations to help advance God's kingdom, you know, that we have some type of technology to do that, whether that be through social media, whether that's through a podcast like this, or some form of technology, um, so that we are not boxing ourselves into old ways that have not conformed to or given acknowledgement to the times we are in. Yeah, it's interesting. Like always, the church has engaged the current technology. Even like start, starting from Jesus, he used uh, papyrus or those yes, rolls. Right, and right. Paul wrote and sent letters. Right. And after that technology has developed and there was the printing press that's right that was engaged very efficiently mm-hmm. and uh, written text was like one of those big reasons mm-hmm. why reformation sp- uh, spread so fast absolutely and i think that's a good point for why we have to not be afraid of technology and use it to our advantage. Anything you abuse can turn into something negative. So there are some disadvantages or some cons to social media, but I think we can use it uh, for the goodness of spreading the gospel even further. You think about uh, the technology of something like Instagram, where you are in the United States, but if you follow someone that's in Finland, they can see what you're doing, what you're posting, listen to a gospel message, and they're on the other side of the country, uh, the other side of the world. And so using this technology to get fast access to people you would not have normally been able to reach is a good thing. And we can use it for that. Yeah, we could, we can definitely use it. And then there is the way that because especially younger generation is online, they spend a lot of their time online we kind of have to be Mm -hmm. online somehow. (laughs) What are the right ways how to do it? That's more difficult question. (sighs) Do you, do you have, do you have any preparations? I think obviously streaming is a good way, you know, posting things to YouTube. Don't leave out any platform or channel, I would say. If you can have a podcast for your sermon message on Sundays, if you can do a live stream on Facebook, if you can do a YouTube uh, video, Instagram, uh, they have the Insta story, or you can do the Instagram television, Instagram TV. Um, So there's so many ways to do it. The only thing that's my concern is that we provide so much fast access to this that people don't want to actually come to the church. Um, So, you know, that's the flip side of it is that, you know, we can get the information out to them and make sure they see it. But at some point, interpersonal relationships, community, forsaking not the gathering of ourselves, which the Bible teaches, is also important. Yeah, so it's important to engage technology and 
But then it's very important that we are still having the face-to-face communication. Mm -hmm. Do you see what are the biggest deficits in technology? Mm -hmm. What are the definite cons? Definite cons, like you mentioned, is the interpersonal relationships um, and the generation coming even behind millennials lacking some of the tools to have just a regular conversation. Um, You know, there are some things that you cannot get and you cannot learn through social media and digital communication. For example, just asking someone how they're doing and looking at their facial expression. And even though they say, I'm fine, looking at their countenance and saying, but you don't look fine. You can't see that someone doesn't look fine through a text message. So there's just some body language and some different things that we experience when we're talking to someone face to face that you miss completely through the digital world. I would also say when it comes to our gathering in church, There are things that you just cannot experience through the screen. There's a scripture that talks about the laying on of hands. You can't have someone pray over you and lay hands on you if you're on a screen. Um, And again, I'm not negating that, you know, you can't be transformed through watching something, but there's also another side of your experience and transformation when you are present and at the place where transformation is taking place. Yeah, definitely. And like for me, one of the biggest reasons why those meetings are important, especially in Christianity, is the idea that Christ himself came as a person to us instead of communicating somehow from a distance. Yes, that's good. The idea that he really came as a person and he really discussed with people, sit with them, ate with them, drank with them, or just was with them. I read that millennials are especially concerned about social problems Mm -hmm. and social justice. And they have have strong will to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And... It seems, according to studies, it's important for millennials that what they do has a purpose, Mm -hmm. that they are very cost-driven. Can you see how that could be utilized in ministry? Absolutely. I think even apart from the fact that millennials have that desire Any person leading should have that desire, leading a community of people, because there's going to always be causes, injustices and issues that arise. And as the leader, we have a responsibility, especially as Christians, to address some of these issues. So I think about causes like Black Lives Matter or the Me Too movement or the recent movement, Mute R. Kelly. Um, these are causes that affect our communities or whatever you community you may be in, you might have different causes. As a leader, we have to address those causes. And so I think just having a heart of G- like Jesus um, will give us that desire. And then as we lead his by his example, you know, the millennials will begin to see that we have that same desire. And then we can sort of partner together with them and push for justice in those areas. Yeah. That's important. I think that is a way how millennials would be able to engage different ministries because the purpose is so important for them. Mm -hmm. The idea they would have the feeling 
that they are doing something really made that made really makes a difference right. something that really has a meaning so the first thing we talked about was the authenticity and to me it seems that key to that is the relationship with christ mm-hmm. and discipleship mm-hmm. and then there was the technology part where we have to be wise but we have to engage mm-hmm. in technology and then there is the causes and purposes that are really important for millennials mm-hmm. how about you as a millennial how do those sound i think that those are great ways um to engage the millennial myself as a millennial i feel that those are great ways for me to engage i think those are ways that i am already engaging um in my particular congregation for my role in leadership um and i think that they also just through our research reveal the importance of those uh, three things that you mentioned, even beyond what I understood before I read that research, um, that we really crave the causes that we really are lacking in some of the interpersonal things that we can, we're going to get through discipleship. And just that, you know, we have to have a cause that we rally around in order for us to feel that we're making an impact. So I absolutely feel that those things would be helpful to me as a millennial and to, I'm speaking now for every millennial, but I think that they would agree that these are some things that could really help us engage. Yes. And Stephanie, I thank you for this interview. It was great to talk with you. 